0: Going to a local school board meeting, we'll talk about that. Uh, a local news television station has been called out a couple of times over the past week. We'll get into that as well as uh, some other stories. I've got a lot for you today, and we're not going to get to a fraction of it, which means we're going to have tons left over for the next uh, next couple of days. I wanted to address this cargo ship situation. I know that most of you are aware of it. We have referenced it several times on the program, but we've got the latest updates on all of this and look there's a part of me that is wondering if all of these these stories and I mentioned it a little bit in passing earlier when we we're talking about Diane Feinstein's uh, COVID test for domestic flights bill that was introduced everything seems to be pointing to you not being able to enjoy Christmas this year let me explain feinstein's introduced a bill that says you can't fly without a negative covid test Okay, but it's it's not easy to get COVID tests. You understand, when you fly, you have to have a negative COVID test between one and three days before you fly. You can't like have a test whenever. Okay, It's got to be between one and three days. That's not the easiest thing in the world to do right now with test availability. And a lot of these home tests, some of these airlines are not accepting those unless you go to a clinic that uses them and is endorsed by the airline. Okay. So you can't just order it off of Amazon and go, look, here's my little strip. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So that that would make travel for the holidays much more difficult by not allowing anybody to fly without a negative COVID test. The other thing is Dr. Fauci out there saying it's too early to tell if we're allowed to enjoy Christmas with our families yet. Huh? Okay. Now you've got the situation with the cargo ships, which has just continued to get worse and worse and worse. And for those of you who are not aware, there is an actual traffic jam in the big ports of the country off of New York and Los Angeles. There has been for months, and it's something that gets referred to quite a bit, but I don't know that a lot of people know a ton about it. There's fleets of ships that are just sitting there waiting for a spot to open so they can deliver goods and, and things like that to the United States. There's a real supply chain issue, and it's not just food and, and other things. You're dealing with a lot of issues with supplies. Um, right now, we're looking at, uh, PlayStation is, Sony is still looking at at Christmas not being readily, PlayStation not being readily available for Christmas, which means throughout the Christmas holiday season, you might still be doing this whole, can I get a PlayStation today? Can I get a PlayStation today? And doing one of those things with, you know, two or three resupplies every single week, and you never know where they're gonna come, and you're competing with, you know, a hundred thousand people to get one. So there is there's some hints that that Sony is not going to have that fixed because of these processor supply issues that are happening. This is affecting the automobile industry and any anywhere else really that needs silicone is having an issue with with, uh, getting processors and parts and all of that stuff. But it's not just that. So here's where we're at. The cargo ships that are anchored off of New York in in Los Angeles Harbor right now, so if you're a slow boat from China, because that's where most of them are coming from, if you're a slow boat from China, so you have ordered from Wish.com, right? You order from Wish.com. If you ever order from Wish.com, you know it takes six months to get your stuff. And that's because the Chinese, for those of you who have never dealt with Chinese supply chains before, the Chinese do not let boats leave their harbor until the boat is full. So all they can do is give you a guess as to what the delivery is going to be unless you upgrade and use DHL, okay? So in China, the, the cargo ships that come to the United States and bring your goods and services do not leave their harbor until it's full. And... If they still have, you know, 50 feet of usable space, they're not sending that boat out. They wait until it's full. When the boat is full, then it comes to the United States. And that's why when you get things slow-boated from China, it takes so long because sometimes those boats don't get full. It just depends on what the supply chain is. So right now, if you're on a slow boat, your product is on a slow boat from China, it's going across the ocean, it comes to, you know, Los Angeles Harbor. It has to anchor, and it now has to wait on average four weeks before it can actually dock and unload. I'm going to say that again. On average, right now, on, on in Los Angeles Harbor, this is the same off of off of New York, these boats are having to anchor in the ocean and wait for four weeks before they can park and unload their cargo. That's how bad it is right now. There's a manpower issue on the docks. There's supply chain issues. Everything is a bit of a mess. So right now, we're looking at a four-week wait. And then, then, you've got to deal with the supply chain after the product is already unloaded from the boat. And there's a major issue with trains in the United States right now. It's This is where... Casey, the conservative, still mocks some of you libertarian folks out there and says, see, I've been telling you we need faster trains my entire career, but you didn't want to invest in infrastructure. This, this is where I just kind of laugh at you a little bit. So there is a major issue with train backlog in the United States as well. So even though the boats, so the boats are waiting for four weeks, then they dock, the products are unloaded off of the boats. Then there's a supply chain issue in getting those products into trucks, short supply of truckers right now, getting those things into trains. Trains are all backlogged, so it just keeps getting pushed back. By the time you actually get your product, it's probably three months later than it should have been. It's that bad right now. And they're saying that this is going to cog up the entire holiday season. (laughs) So we are... Fauci, we're not sure if you're going to be able to spend the holidays with your family yet. Uh, you might have to have a negative COVID test before you fly. Oh, and you may not actually have any merchandise <laughs> to get the gifts that you want to give uh, for the holidays, the big presents, which are already in short supply at holiday time anyway on a normal year. So this is <laughs> this is bizarre stuff, but that's the reality of what we're dealing with economically. Now, on top of that, you've got the fiasco with this $3.5 trillion bill, which, of course, did I or did I not tell you a long time ago they were selling this to you as it wasn't going to cost you a thing? And I thought it was funny. Here's the thing. This is not new. They were selling you this $3.5 trillion bill as costing you no money long before they pushed for the new tax hikes to pay for the bill. So there's this $3.5 trillion bill out there that they were saying was already paid for, which we, we laughed at, we mocked. Then they passed well, they they moved ahead with the $2.9 trillion tax hikes to pay for the $3.5 trillion bill that was already paid for. And now they're back to telling you that the $3.5 trillion bill is paid for. So then why did you need the $2.9 trillion tax hike? Get it? Isn't politics fun? So we're going to talk about that because it, really is funny i keep telling everybody uh bernie supporters are terrible at math and they just never let an opportunity escape them to prove that point to everybody else we'll talk about all of that coming up news talk 95 3 michiana's news channel And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's news channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Bernie Sanders, once again, is telling everybody how terrible at math he and his supporters are. We've been mocking this for years. Uh, Bernie's just not good at math. Anybody who likes Bernie and supports Bernie tends to not really be good at math because Bernie's policies never add up. What he says the cost is going to be never adds up. And now he can't even count the number of senators that are involved in all of this. Now, I just want to remind everybody before we get going here that the overwhelming majority of the country opposed in every single poll opposed Obamacare. Before Obamacare was passed, there existed zero polls that had Obamacare being a majority favor. Everybody was opposed to it. And what ended up happening, one, and on another occasion, Two senators who are Republicans blocked that, that repeal of Obamacare. Remember that? It was McCain. It was uh, that lady in, in Alaska, uh, Collins. And I think there was one other attempt where it might have been like two or three different people. But the point is, Republicans know all too well the frustration that liberals might be feeling right now, having one or two people stand in the way of legislation. But the reason that those one or two people are important is because it's not just one or two people. So when you have Joe Biden going out there and going, hey, there's only two people that are preventing this $3.5 trillion bill from getting done, there's only two people. No. Then there's Bernie Sanders out there. Bernie Sanders goes out there and says, you know, basically the same thing. Uh, Senate Budget Committee Chairman Bernie Sanders was mocked online Friday after suggesting that only two senators rather than a current total of 52 are seeking to defeat 48 others, some ridiculing the 80-year-old's poor math skills while others blasting his determination to destroy America, yada, 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 yada. Okay, so he's out there, and this is what he says in a tweet, okay? So he tweets out, he goes, two senators cannot be allowed to defeat what 48 senators and 210 House members want. Two senators aren't defeating it, Bernie. That's the point. You're ignoring all of the other senators that oppose it. This, this weird, mystical, fake math. This is what happens when you get Common Core math. The fact that people don't understand this, and I get what they're trying to say, but the notion that you're allowing this to happen is bizarre. In the situation with Obamacare, and the repeal of Obamacare, you had the party who wanted repeal and the people who opposed repeal were elected promising to repeal. That immediately stokes justifiable outrage from their party and from their base. This doesn't. And the reason that this, uh, you might want the $3.5 trillion spending bill. You, most of you don't know what's in it. I'll go over some of the stuff that's in it here in a second. This is not a good bill. There are elements of it that do, in fact, make some sense, as we have highlighted before. But overall, you have to say, is this overall, is it weighted towards good? Is it weighted towards bad? And this is clearly weighted towards bad. But Bernie Sanders is out there basically saying that, you know, Senators Cinema and Manchin Are the only two that are standing in the way of all of this, ignoring every other senator that agrees with them. In other words, just so we're crystal clear, a majority of senators oppose this bill. Not just two, a majority of the United States Senate, as elected by the American people, oppose the $3.5 trillion bill. Not just two people. Now you've got um, you got cinema she's she's being chased into the bathroom by activists who, who by the way, one of the ladies who chased her almost into the stall is like 47 years old. She's not a high school kid or a college kid, okay? I had some people ask that question earlier online. No, that is a, that is an activist who is in her late 40s. She's older than I am, chasing a member of Congress into the bathroom and pointing the phone at the stall. How many of you have been to a public restroom? They got cracks, right? Because Americans don't believe in privacy when you're when you're dropping a number two or if you're in the ladies' restroom. For some reason, we don't believe in privacy there, but we believe in privacy almost everywhere else. It's this bizarre thing. If you go to other countries, they actually block off that little crack on the side there of your, your bathroom stalls. Not in the U.S. of A. So she's got her camera up there recording facing the stall. I posted something on Telegram earlier today. People were saying, and I am not making this up. People are saying that Kristen Cinema does not have the right to go to the bathroom in private because she's a public figure. This this is this bizarre battle that is happening online right now, and it's happening on Twitter, but also on TikTok. If you go on to uh, libs of TikTok, you will. They are resharing all of these people, some of them blue check marks, talking about how members of Congress have no right to privacy while they go to the bathroom. Just so we're clear, a liberal woman doesn't have the right to go to the bathroom in private without being harassed because they don't like her views on a spending bill. Uh, let's see, unaccountable elected officials. First of all, she's not unaccountable. This is a tweet. She's not unaccountable. She's an elected official, and elected officials are accountable to their constituents. Unaccountable elected officials do not have the privilege of privacy. Really? Mansion and Cinema have routinely refused to meet their constituents. They have every right to get her attention. So Stephen Miller says they do, in fact, have the privilege of peeing in private. And that person responded, somebody by the name of Jody Jacobson. No, they don't. <laughs> somebody who has defund the police as their Twitter avatar is trying to say that an elected official does not have the right to pee in private. And I'm willing to bet They would have all sorts of disagreements when it comes to privacy and law enforcement. This is the bizarre behavior that we are seeing right now. She got chased into a bathroom stall because she opposes a spending bill. And here's the thing. I like, I like cinema a lot. I disagree with her on a ton. She's like, she's like a Tulsi Gabbard for me. I disagree with her on a ton of stuff. She votes Democrat like 90% of the time. But on big spending bills, she tends to be a little bit more fiscally responsible than your average liberal. And those are the bills that she looks at. She goes, why are we spending all of this money? On everything else, she votes with them. But this, this is a sticking point for her. She's trying to be somewhat fiscally responsible. And I happen to agree with her on this. But they, it's to the point now that they will not allow her to even use the restroom. Manchin is on his private boat. And people rented boats and kayaks and canoes and stuff and went to his boat on the water and surround his boat and harassed him there. Now, I seem to recall a certain Maxine Waters calling for people to do that to politicians. And that is exactly what they're doing. But it's not okay. It is absolutely harassment. And that's what's, you know, unfortunately, this is just going to continue to get worse and worse, and we'll probably see the return of milkshaking here. But, you know, the way that they're spinning this narrative on this $3.5 trillion, it's only two people who are opposing it. No, it's 52 people, which happens to be a majority. It's not just two people. It's a majority. But they're spinning it in this bizarre, absurd way now. I have this thread here with a lot of what's in this bill and I think that you're probably going to want to I think you're probably going to want to hear what some of this stuff is. We're going to go over that in just a couple of minutes on NewsTalk 953 Michigan's News Channel. MNC News Time is 4:31 it's time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. And good afternoon, thank you for tuning in, news Talk 95.3, Michigan's news channel. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. In fact, while I'm talking about them, uh, we did purchase a vehicle from them, uh, and people uh, have asked us if if we actually... This is a question that radio people, I think, just get in general. Do you really do that? Do you really use that product? Do you really go there and eat food? Did you really buy a car from R&B Car Company? The answer to that is yes, now, I've actually known a lot of people at r Car Company in the South Bend location for a long time. So I've always been on good terms with them. And I went there to purchase my new vehicle. They just didn't have what I was looking for in stock at the time. But when my wife told me that she was looking for a new vehicle, we went to r Car Company. She test drove, I think she test drove like four or five vehicles that day. We even looked at the inventory in their Warsaw site because they can ship that stuff down. If you see something that's at Warsaw but not in South Bend, they can bring it to you, that sort of thing. Uh, She did some test driving. She found the vehicle that she wants. This thing still has a factory warranty, very low miles, tons of features that she uses every single day. And as she always likes reminding me, when she fills up the gas tank, the thing never goes empty, which is something that was a big problem with her old vehicle and she drives a lot now. So we got a great deal, really good price, and it was very, very easy to do. It was a quick process. No pressure, none of that stuff, and that is always refreshing when you go to a car dealership. Go to rbcarcompany.com. Take a look at their inventory at all of their locations. Make a make an appointment. Go out there and actually test drive a vehicle. And if you're looking to get rid of a vehicle, they are buying used vehicles right now because they need inventory with the used car market. Go to rbcarcompany.com, and again, let them know that I sent you. All right, so let's... Let's take a look at a couple of things. Before we we go further in this, this $3.5 trillion bill, just reading some of the stuff that's in it, I want to remind everybody, we did this last week when I was in Washington, D.C. U.S. jobless claims rose for a third straight week to 362000 okay? Again, most of them, well, I should say, they're led by California. Most of them are not in California, but they were led by California. California had the most jobless claims of any other state, so... Three straight weeks, jobless claims have Rose, $362,000 for the week. Okay, Now, inflation, which the media has been trying to tell you over the past several weeks, inflation is going down, it's not coming back. That is preposterous. Inflation hit a 30-year high, a 30-year high last week. I want you to put that in perspective. 30 years ago, that was the last time inflation was as high as it is now. We've had a lot happen in 30 years, haven't we? We've had entire countries disappear off of the planet. We've had the Great Recession and everything else that has happened as a result of that. Inflation still wasn't as high as it is now. Now, let's go into this $3.5 trillion bill. Let's look at some of the stuff that's in it. First of all, the word tax is used in this bill over 1,800 times, 1,829 to be specific. In case you haven't taken a look at it 1829 times the word tax is used in this 3.5 trillion dollars spending bill all right here's some of the stuff that's in there uh 15 million dollars to older american act the oaa resource centers for people who are underserved due to their sexual orientation or gender identity there's a provision amending obamacare so as to boost the outreach to sexual minorities. And people who do not speak English. There's $24 billion in rent support for victims of stalking and dating violence. Rent support. Okay? $24 billion. Uh, $50 million to reduce human-wildlife conflicts on the national forest system. Human-wildlife conflicts. I, I didn't realize that we were able to negotiate non-aggression pacts with bears. $2.25 billion for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Civilian Climate Corps, which by her own admission is premised on FDR's failed Civil Works Administration. Okay, So there's basically another AmeriCorps, but this AmeriCorps will deal with the climate only. If you know anything about AmeriCorps, you know how much of a waste of money that has ended up being. Uh, there's price controls for drugs. And again, I, I would like to point out that Trump had some stuff in there that kept drugs cheap. It was Biden that got rid of price controls on insulin. It was Biden who got rid of your ability to source drugs that you need overseas for a cheaper price. Biden killed those the moment he got into the White House. And now they're trying to claim this, this low drug price thing as their own thing. No you ended price controls and they really weren't price controls. They were more like, you're not going to overcharge for insulin. You're going to allow people to source drugs that are cheaper, but they weren't actual price controls. These are actual price controls. So the, the term max max maximum fair price means with respect to a plan, a plan year during a price applicable period with the respect to the selected drug is defined in section 1192. Um, so they're going to control the price of drugs. If this thing passes, which has negative effects on research and everything else, okay? Root canals and major tooth restoration will likely be covered through public health plans as of 2028. Free school lunches for welfare recipients, runaway children, migratory children, and foster children. Free school lunches when school is out for the summer. Now, we have a lot of those programs in many cities, including here, all across the country already. This would federalize that. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, doubling most federal cigarette taxes, including on cigars, smokeless tobacco, vaping, and rolling tobacco taxes are also going to be raised. Uh, the word Again, the word tax in this bill is used over 1,800 times, but it's totally not a tax hike. But it is. And they still need to raise an additional $3 trillion plus just to cover the cost of this thing. This is just a fraction of it. It's not a good idea to be spending this much money anyway, especially on this stuff. There are things that need to be done. There are things that need you need to spend money on. But this is this is out of control just like it's always been out of control. And you know, here's the thing, when Democrats are in control, they they do no hiding of the fact that they want to raise raise all of this money and they want to raise your taxes in order to pay for it. They, they, they don't do that. They'll occasionally tell you, oh, no, no, it's it's cost neutral, which is always a lie. But they don't really hide it. Republicans, when they're in power, they will they will fight Democrats on this. Democrats will threaten to shut down the government. The media will blame Republicans for shutting down the government, even though it's Democrats who actually shut down the government. And then Republicans will cave and accept the the Democrats spending hikes and then nothing ever gets done to control spending. So there's just two different strategies, but both of them favor Democrats every time. So you've got a couple of people in Manchin and Cinema are looking at this and going, this is $3.5 trillion we don't have, guys. This is a lot of money and we need to dial this back. And they're not alone. There's other people in the Democratic Party in the House who want half of this spending bill. They don't want 3.5 trillion, but they would accept half of it. It's not, um, it's it's just, you can only spend this much for so long. And I realize that we have, we have ways of dealing with it down the line, but you're dealing with a 30 year high inflation rate, and we still haven't even hit all of the inflation that is gonna come from the stimulus packages for the past two years, and every other spending bill that is now coming down the pike. That's, that's bad news. And the fact that you've got 52 people in the Senate who are willing to stand up, yes, a couple of them happen to be Democrats, are willing to stand up and go, no, not this much, and maybe not spend this money on some of these programs that we're wasting this money on because those aren't priorities right now. Those are political wish list items. They're not necessary spending items. That's the problem. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Again, Newstalk 95.3, Michigan's news channel. Well, before Joseph Biden raises the cost of all of your CBD products, as we were just highlighting in that $3.5 trillion bill, why don't you go to allnaturalcbd.org, use promo code KC10 to save 10%, pick yourself some CBD products up, whether it is a CBD e-liquid with, they have over 80 flavors for you to choose from, by the way. I have a lot of people who use that for back pain. I use it to kind of calm down. Uh, If I've had too much caffeine or if I'm particularly hyper and I need to kind of relax a little bit before bed, I will hit the, uh, the CBD vape and it calms me down usually within about half an hour or so. But also, you know, they got the bath bombs. If your whole body hurts, whether you've been working, moving, working out, whatever it is, throw one of these full spectrum CBD bath bombs in the tub and soak in CBD to relieve that muscle pain. But the lotion is the big flagship product. This stuff comes in 250, 500, or 1,000 milligram strength. It is full-spectrum CBD. It will soothe and moisturize your skin like any high-quality lotion will, and it will deliver pain relief right where you hurt, and it starts working within minutes. It's almost instantaneous. Go to allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10. So John was just voicing that story about the, the Indiana Afghan are they calling them refu- refugees? Is that what they're calling? So these, these, uh, the Afghan refugees that are in Indiana right now. So they have been given vaccines for like measles and mumps and a bunch of other stuff, right? The COVID vaccine has air quote here, been made available to them, but is not required. And, and uh, <laughs> okay. Um, well, there is an international requirement for anybody who visits the United States to be fully vaccinated and provide proof of it before they get on the airplane to fly to the U.S. But I guess because the Taliban were coming, we don't worry about that. So we're not testing people who come across the southern border before we release them from the southern border, and the Democrats keep killing that whole thing. And you have to ask yourself why. Since March, why have Democrats killed a requirement to test migrants before you release them from custody? All you're doing is testing them. Why is that a problem? Your kid has got to wear three or four masks at school, but you can't test an illegal immigrant before you release them into the country? Just to make sure they don't actually have COVID? Wouldn't that be nice to know? Now, again, 10 minutes after you release them, that test becomes a moot point, but you understand what I'm saying. So it's just... To me, it's it's obviously there's a double standard there. You know, foreigners are getting treated better than than a lot of uh, Europeans and Americans are being treated. And it's just bizarre. But I mean, it's not even just Europeans. Mostly it's Europeans who visit the United States. But anybody who is from another country who is coming to the United States must be fully vaccinated. Unless you're Afghan. If you're Afghan, then you don't have to worry about it. Yes, it's okay. Good to know that the uh, the state of Indiana is looking out for you. Just another reason to vote for Holcomb when he runs for senator. <laughs> Which he's going to do. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know, but he is. All right. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to, uh, to go over here. Let's see. What else do we have here? Um, I might, if I have time, I will address the Tammy Duckworth fiasco. It's obviously, this is an Illinois thing, but it's mostly a media bias coverage thing that, that we will address. Um, and and I, I get that a lot of people don't really know who Tammy Duckworth is, but this is, to me, I find it to be a really interesting story. Um, I've got a bunch of weird stuff, including stuff from Gretchen Whitmer, Netflix getting sued by the nation, well, all of the internet providers in South Korea. And they're being sued because a show on Netflix is extremely popular. Very weird, bizarre story. We've also got updates on what's happening on January uh, for the uh, what happened on January sixth, as well as some other stuff. So pretty, pretty bizarre things happening in the world today. We're only going to get to a fraction of it, but hopefully you'll stick with us. You can watch the live stream. Go to Rumble.com/slash Casey the host. Rumble.com/slash Casey the host. You can also watch at the Burning where you get my daily show prep and please follow me on telegram at Casey, the host as well.